episode 195. And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. And welcome back once again, everybody, to the Dharmic Evolution. Yes, it is episode 195. We're cranking away here. Just digging it, digging it. I'm afraid. Are you afraid? Have you ever been afraid? What is fear all about? And I'm going to feature a really, really amazing song today from the Mercy Album Project. Uh, re- was released in um, 2017, and it describes fear in a way that you've never heard before. So get ready, strap up your seatbelts, because we're going for a ride. Are you a singer-songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader? Have you been looking for a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency has exactly what you are looking for. Find out how we write and produce big, amazing songs on Music Row for authors, speakers, thought leaders and organisations like non-profit and corporations. We also help singer-songwriters and artists by giving them a platform on Dharmic Evolution, a podcast designed specifically to broadcast your global career, now in 71 countries and with more than 161 episodes of artists all over the world from all genres, we know how to reach your target audience. Are you a dreamer like James? Then reach out today to James at thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out how we can help your global career. Yes, we can. So today I am afraid. Why am I afraid? That is the title of today's featured song, and we're going into the Garden of Gethsemane, where um, probably one of the most powerful, um, you know, fearful experiences ever in the history of the world had to be shouldered by our Lord. And what did it feel like, you know, knowing that people were going to torture you for hours endlessly, um, and then you know, actually murder you in the most violent, most vile, disgusting manner. You know, crucifixion is is just, you know, where did that come from? Whoever, you know, conspired in their mind to come up with such a way to kill uh, anyone, let alone um, our Lord who came to save us. So I want to just set up today's storyteller uh, featured song and story Um, and just talk a little bit about fear and, you know, how it is the most unpleasant emotion. Um, you know, if you look up, uh, fear, what is fear all about? I'm just, you know, scrolling through some, uh, some Google here. An unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause a pain or a threat. And we all know how, you know, we can just recapture moments of fear we've had in our life, whether it was, uh, you know, maybe a traffic incident or you were in a traffic, um, you know, you were in a car crash. I've been in, you know, quite a few myself. And you can remember um, the slow motion <laughs> recounting of the, the frames one by one as the car was slamming into something or into a wall in one case. Um or it could have been uh, you were accosted on the street by someone with a weapon. 
or um, you just had this realization that something dramatic happened. Maybe somebody died, but that, you know, that feeling of that emptiness in the pit of your stomach just drops out of you completely. And it's like, I, I think the endorphins and the uh, adrenaline just kick in and your heart starts racing and uh, you're just afraid. You are afraid. I remember this one time in particular, um, this guy in high school, he was he was not a friend. He was a couple years older than me, and uh, me and a couple, a couple of my buddies were um, leaving school, and he offered to give us a ride. He was trying to sell his car, and uh, he knew that yeah, I think I was coming up to do to get my license soon or something. I was 16, and uh, this guy was like, I'm going to show these guys. And he he just put the pedal to the floor and, you know, he's power shifting and he's giving it like his best effort. I mean, we hadn't gone like less than a less than a quarter of a mile and uh, he lost control of the car and you could just see it coming. And it was like, whoa. And we just smashed into this this stone wall and rode the wall for, it seemed like eternity. In in essence, it was maybe, I don't know, 20 yards or so, um, and then into a tree, I think. So there was no sale that day. <laughs> at least at least I was not buying. And uh, I remember no seatbelts back in that day, and, and I got thrown across the car into the, the, the shifter, hit me in the back, in the lower back. Maybe that's why I have lower back pain to this day. But... Um, you know, we do stupid things, uh, myself included. I remember, um, I remember when I first got my first motorcycle. Um, it was my first and only, actually, and uh, I was actually showing off that day. And there was all these guys we used to hang together, and we were in the back of the bowling alley of all places because they had pinball machines. So we would go inside and we would play pinball for hours and hours, trying to get free games, you know, get your score up. We used to be really good. We were the pinball wizards of the day. So I had this um, this new Honda 500 four-cylinder. I think it was the first year they made a four-cylinder. It had the four pipes coming out, the back two on each side. And, uh, you know, everybody was gathered around. Hey, look at this bike, man. Awesome. And uh, I got on the thing, and it was this terrible parking lot. I mean, it had potholes. They were the size of craters. And um, it was all mostly gravel and asphalt, a combination. So I took off like a bat out of hell, you know, trying to impress everybody with my, my new bike and my powerful, you know, skills as a motorcyclist that were only like hours old. <laughs> I see this huge pothole coming, and it had the powered front disc brake and everything and boom I went flying like just the bike slid into the pothole I went flying over the handlebars landed on my face shield which saved me from uh losing my face losing face that day really bad or that evening and uh I remember at the end of this uh there was this guy named Smitty had this old Ford um I forget what it was but it was a big car had a huge trunk so all of us there was like I don't know, nine of us, we loaded the bike into Smitty's trunk and drove it off to uh, where I was living uh, at the time. Or, or I can't even remember where we took it because it was, it was banged up pretty bad, couldn't, couldn't be ridden. And um, at the time, I was living in um, 
what we call uh, the Animal House. I was living with these uh, these guys who it was a place just like Animal House, the movie. And uh, I was sleeping or sort of sleeping. And uh, one of the guys came in and he saw me like all cut up and banged up. And uh, he went to just grab my, touch my wrist. And I almost went through the ceiling. So I, I had a broken wrist and didn't realize that until weeks later, I finally went to get it, um, you know, get it um, x-rayed and said, oh yeah, it's broken. Where have you been for two weeks? So uh, that was my little show off and getting back to fear. Yeah, it was fearful. When I saw that pothole coming up, it was like, "Uh oh, this is it. I am, I'm going to die. I felt like this is it. I'm going to crash this brand new bike and I'm going to be dead. But uh, I did survive. Hey, how about relationships ending? Anybody ever have that experience? Um, have someone break up with you and, uh, you know, them just say, I, I don't want to see you anymore. Or, you know, something happened. Maybe they found someone else. Maybe they just came to the end of the road. And there's a there's a sense of fear. I mean, I've, I've ended relationships. I've had them end on me. And I know it's never pleasant on either side. But I think the recipient of having the relationship end on them is uh, is a more of a fear factor than anything, um, you know, versus the other way around. So that's fearful. It's like, wait, I had all these plans. I had all of these dreams and visions and ideas of what was supposed to occur in my, I had built my life around us being together. And now we're, now we're not, you're saying we're not. So there's fear in that. That's a fearful um, subject. Hey, and if you guys, I'd love to hear about your fearful um, experiences uh, below this through, on the website here. Just put your comments in. Let me know um, what your fear factors were or are. What, you, what are you struggling with? I'd love to know about that. So I want to get back to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and uh, talk about fearful. Um, the, this man was sweating blood. Now, can you imagine being so afraid that you're actually sweating blood? And it got to the point where he even asked the Holy Father to, if it possible, please take this cup from me. Because it was just the thoughts must have been overwhelming. He's here in the middle of the night. He's all by himself because the apostles kept falling asleep. So he's going through this without any kind of support and you know, he sees the visions of the scourging, the, uh, you know, whipping him right down to the bone um, for hours, you know, mocking him, just torturing him all night long, and then to be nailed to a cross um, for, I think it's reported, like over six hours it took him to die. I, I can't even imagine how he even survived the torture before he got, you know, they nailed him to the cross. So... These were the kinds of things that were going on in the days of, um, you know, the Romans and the brutality and how people made such sport out of killing uh, fellow humans is is just beyond. It's just so barbaric. You know, you think about it today. I mean, there's still crazy things that go on like this. But, you know, we, we turn around and we, we try to say, have we evolved? And yeah, we have evolved, but we, we're also still kind of primitive in in many ways and in some countries really um scary primitive still so back to the fear 
the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, um, you know, it's where Jesus prayed on the night of his uh, betrayal and his arrest. And, you know, he's sweating drops of blood. And, you know, today there is, um, you know, at the foot of the Mount of Olives, uh, it's within the grounds of the Church of All Nations. This uh, garden has these amazing uh, olive trees that are dated back uh, about 2,000 years, and they're still producing olives today. That's, like, unbelievable. I didn't know that, like, trees could last that long. So, um, you know, is there any other tree that anybody knows about that lives 2,000 years? This is crazy. So um, I, I guess it's because, you know, the Lord was there, and these trees are, are destined to, you know, be producing forever. So how did he how did he manage to get through this? I don't even understand it because you could say, well, he was the Lord, he could do anything. Yeah, but he was the Lord, yet he felt every sting of that whip. He was the Lord, but he was human too and had to endure uh unbelievable suffering. And the anguish that that was leading up to the suffering was probably almost as bad, although not physically, but emotionally and mentally. Could you imagine being faced with this and the the hours ticking away, the minutes ticking away, knowing that you are going to be tortured like for hours and hours to death? You're going to be tortured to death. So back to the reason of the song and the actually the whole album I am victorious by the band mercy which I happen to be a member of um, in addition to the other things that I work on you know we we went in and we recreated the that night that you know that horrible you know setting in the Garden of Gethsemane where it was just the most fearful and terrifying, you know, last moments on earth, you know, leading up to, you know, his ultimate demise. So what we did is, um, I forget what I, you know, what uh, time signature, I think this was in 6-8 actually, because it had just kind of a different, different groove to it. And um, I remember going in and, uh, you know, my producer, Kim was commenting on my vocals and it was like, I wasn't really in charge of my singing in this particular, um, you know, it, it was, it was definitely the Holy Spirit was in on this one because I, you know, I just, she said, what are you even doing with your voice? I said, I haven't sung in months. I haven't done any singing really other than, you know, a little bit of preparing to, to come into the studio, which I always prepare, but I hadn't been out gigging and I hadn't been out working the voice other than, you know, on the way to the studio, warming up for a couple hours, but but that was about it. So, um, you know, we were definitely in the zone that day. Uh, the entire band and, and the vocals, everything just came together on this. So I'm excited to play this for you. So back to, um, I want to talk just a little bit more about fear, and uh, then we'll get to the song uh, right after this. Have you connected with your gratitude today? I think I have something that will help inspire you. It's the brand new release from James Kevin O'Connor. Gratitude, recorded on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee with producer Kim Copeland and team, is James' third full-length album in four years. Ten amazing songs, each one a different story about the emotions, journeys and experiences that you and I have lived. Songs like Dreamer, 
Jesus Teaches, Tango On and 51 Shades of Grey and of course, the title track, Gratitude. Pick up the brand new CD today with amazing artwork and photography at iTunes, CD Baby and Amazon or simply go to jameskevinoconnor.com for your download right now. Send someone that you love a copy of Gratitude today. It might be exactly what they need in their life right now. Gratitude, the new release by James Kevin O'Connor. More about fear. Did it ever occur to you that maybe we create more fear than is necessary? You know, um, you go on Google and you look at the phobias and it's just it's just kind of crazy. I mean, we we create all of these, uh, you know, these words, these phobia terms. The 10 most common human fears and phobias. Fear of being a coward. Germophobia. Fear of bacteria and microorganisms. Fear of going crazy. Fear of intimacy. Fear of spiders, rats, cockroaches, snakes, airplanes, monsters, demons, mirrors, high heels. Social phobia. Fear of public speaking. And agoraphobia, fear of open spaces. And, uh, the, you know, there's, these just go on. There's, um, I was looking at some, you know, there's acrophobia and arachnophobia, oh, fear of the spiders. Uh, some of them I can't even say. And I, I won't even bother to. Uh, uh, fear of snakes is opodophobia. Uh, agoraphobia, fear of having a panic attack in public. And it goes on and on. Fear of dogs, germs, and and so I think I think we, I think we create. You know how there's um, there's an instance where there is there is nothing, there's nothing paid attention to, and then suddenly we become experts on this thing that we all draw our attention to. Taking case in point, fear, and you know years and years ago. You just said, hey, I'm afraid. Nobody broke it down into all of these trifophobia. Um, you know, what is all this? I mean, so I'm saying we, we're creating our own um, epidemic of fear, for lack of a better way to put it, by putting so much attention on it and compartmentalizing all of these little fears into their li- neat little boxes and have labels for them. And what does it do? It just creates more fear and more anxiety. So uh, I think that's what we do as humans. We, uh, we get a little bit too uh, curious and we, we, try to, we try to figure everything out, everything down to the most minute detail. And what we do is we exacerbate problems by doing this. We just blow it up into, um, into something that's so scary. Now you have all these diseases and terms and all these fear phobias and people seem to get attached to that. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm acrophobic or whatever. So I think it's kind of odd. I think we, I think we create a lot of our own problems at times. What do you think? I'd love to know about it. Put a comment down there on the website. Um, Hey, this is a good time to talk about Pandora. Um, you guys, I don't know if you know, but the word is out. The Dharmic evolution got selected to be, um, uh, showcased on, showcase is not a really good word, but we were one of uh, a few that got beta tested. Uh, it was a select group. I don't really know how many, but it wasn't, you know, a huge amount. 
uh, about six months ago, and we got a letter recently saying, yeah, the Pandora family wants you guys in. So we'll be on Pandora. Pandora will now be doing streaming. So that's an exciting notch in the belt. It's good for the guests who come on my show on Dharmic Evolution, and it's good for you guys, the audience. So thanks for your support. That's the reason why we're on Pandora now. So how does fear work, you know, mechanically? Um, this is a cool article here I just picked up on, on Google. So it's dark out and you're home alone. The house is quiet other than the sound of the show you're watching on TV. You see it and hear it at the same time. The front door is suddenly thrown against the door frame. Your breathing speeds up. Your heart races. Your muscles tighten. A split second later, you know it's the wind. No one is trying to get into your home. For a split second... You were so afraid that you reacted as if your life was in danger, your body initiating the fight-or-flight response that is critical to any animal's survival. We've all felt that, right? You know, you get that, like, wow, you get scared, and then it's like maybe 10 seconds later, you feel that flood of chemical just rushing through your bloodstream. It's like, oh, man, then you take that deep breath. But really, there was no danger at all. What happened to cause such an intense reaction? What exactly is fear? In this article, we'll examine the psychological and physical properties of fear, find out what causes a fear response, and look at some ways you can defeat it. I never knew this. I didn't know about defeating it. So let's find out. This is not long, but let's just check this out. What is fear? Hmm. Fear is a chain reaction in the brain that starts with a stressful stimulus and ends with the release of chemicals that cause a racing heart, fast breathing, and energized muscles, among other things, also known as the fight-or-flight response. The stimulus could be a spider, a knife at your throat, an auditorium full of people waiting for you to speak, or the sudden thud of your front door against the doorframe. We've all had that, right? The fear of speaking. I think everybody gets that. And as performers, all of you Dharmic evolutionists out there who are singer-songwriters or authors, speakers, and thought leaders, you guys all and you ladies at one point probably had to confront how do I get in front of an audience? So that's a really good one. The brain is a profoundly complex organ. More than 100 billion nerve cells comprise an intricate network of communications that is the starting point of everything we sense, think, and do. Some of these communications lead to conscious thought and action, while others produce autonomic responses. The fear response is almost entirely autonomic. We don't consciously trigger it or even know what's going on until it has run its course. Because the cells in the brain are constantly transferring information and triggering responses, there are dozens of areas of the brain, at least peripherally, involved in fear. But research has discovered that certain parts of the brain play central roles in the process. So, in short, the brain is quite the amazing instrument. And um, the last time I checked, I think, was it Einstein or whoever called it, I think... He had said we use about maybe between 2 to 6% of our brain, if that. Uh, most of us, some use even less than that, as we've all witnessed, sadly. <laughs> so back to the garden, the Garden of Gethsemane. So you can see where all of this goes right back to the Lord shouldering this incredible burden. And um, I want to just, uh, 
you know, just say that I was just so humbled and fortunate to be involved in this project and to actually uh, be the voice of Jesus in this song. And there's some things that happen in this song that uh, it was just a delight to to be in the writing process with this and and share the story with all of you guys. And uh, I hope you really enjoy this. Before we play it, I just want to say um, thank you for supporting Dharmic Evolution, uh, hitting all the number ones that we did over the past few months. And this the show is growing, um, you know, really fast now at this point. We've been at it for about three years and so happy to have everybody supporting this show and to all the artists who have been on. I've got some really amazing projects coming up for 2019 that involves the Dharmic Evolution uh, you can go over next week to our Dharmic Evolution Facebook page. Now, we have the Facebook community page, but we're starting a real Dharmic Evolution page. We are also on Instagram. Go over to Instagram, type in Dharmic Evolution, and you may see your face on that post. And support us there and support indie music right here on the Dharmic Evolution podcast slash tv show and for those of you who have not seen the tv show go to the youtube channel the james o'connor agency youtube channel and you can see all of the artists who have been on this show um for the last i think it's four months now we've been we started the channel so you can see the full-blown video um interview on the youtube channel so go over there and check that out if you like video we will also include the link to the song I am about to play for you, I Am Afraid, which is on the Mercy album, I Am Victorious. You can pick that up at CD Baby or any of the major retailers. The link will be in the show notes. And lastly, for those who would like to be a guest on this show, would you like me to do your own personal infomercial? That's what it is when you come on this show. Um, go to dharmicevolution.com, the guest tab, fill everything out, send it in, and we'll see if you, we can get you a booking on this show. Hey, that's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. And now, my friends, I'm afraid. I tell you the truth that one of you here will betray me. Surely not I Surely not I, Lord Yes, it is you This very night you will all fall away for my name's sake For it is written It's sacred in scripture I'm afraid My disciples, I ask you to sit here and quietly watch I go into the garden and pray 
my father and talk I come back and I find you all sleeping again Could you not stay awake? I've come to the end Behold, footsteps of soldiers They've come here to take me 